Coming up on episode 407 of the Keto Camp Podcast, we bring on Owen Hemsath and Callie Moynihan to discuss terminal cancer. You just really have to hold on to why you're doing it and remember how good you feel. Like, it's a no-brainer at this point for me, but a few months ago when I told you that I felt like crap when I was getting into ketosis and could have easily stopped, I knew that I wanted to be here for my son. And that is like, the fear has gone away from me because I feel good. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Thank you for pressing play today. Got a lot of vitamin G gratitude for you. Hope you're doing well, whether you're driving home from work to work, working out, washing dishes, or just hanging around your neighborhood, maybe walking your dog. Thank you for being here with us today. Today's a very inspirational conversation. Callie and Owen have very similar stories they're going to share with you. Being diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer, a very rare cancer called thymoma. Thymoma is a tumor originating from the epithelial cells of the thymus. It's considered a pretty rare malignancy. Both of these individuals were diagnosed, different stories, but a lot of similarities. And it's interesting because their paths crossed online by the hashtag Thymoma. So first, you're going to hear Callie's story. And she opens up about being diagnosed at the ripe age of, I believe she was 31 years old, very young, having chest pain, trouble breathing. And the doctor says, hey, you have Thymoma and it has... It's potentially going to spread. We have to perform a surgery. And she did the conventional route and they removed it. And it started to have, she started to have some issues again. And then at that point, she started to actually explore alternative methods because her tumor actually ruptured and it caused immense pain. She had a baby her, throughout COVID and throughout the growth phase of the baby, what happened was that the cancer grew back as well. Heart-wrenching and inspiring story. And she's going to share some of the things she discovered along the way with alternative ways to deal with her cancer. How she discovered ketosis, fasting, block fasting, and different strategies she's been utilizing. She discovered me a few months ago. She enrolled into my Keto Camp Academy. Uh, I've been teaching her you know, th therapeutic ketosis. She's in my detox program. We're doing a heavy metals detox. And of course, none of this 
is medical advice. These are stories and a way for you to get inspired. Uh, and Owen's story is also very inspirational. About four years ago, actually longer than that, five years ago, he was diagnosed with a grapefruit-sized tumor in his chest. And he went the conventional route, radiation, chemotherapy, et cetera. And he realized, hey, this is not getting to the cause. What can I do to actually put my body in a healing state? And that's when he discovered keto, fasting, a plant-based keto approach, block fasting. As a matter of fact, he was able to shrink his tumor by 30% doing an extended fast. Wait until you hear about that story. He's going to share his story. And then we get into why it's important to surround yourself with people who believe in your recovery and have conversations with your family. Maybe they might not believe in alternative methods, holistic health. And that might be the path you're exploring or somebody you know is exploring and how to have those conversations with people in your life so they could support you. Very, very important part of the conversation. They're going to dive deep into some of the resources, some of the books, uh, Dr. Nasha Winters, Dr. Thomas Seafried, why inflammation is so important. Uh, and they're going to share those resources. We've linked them all down below. And ultimate goal here is working on your metabolic health, achieving metabolic flexibility. And that's what they're doing. They are on the path towards 100% recovery. It's been really cool kind of keeping up with their adventure. And you're going to hear their stories and you're going to just love it. It's going to resonate you. The goal of this conversation is for you to listen to it, get inspired. You might be going through something similar or you might know somebody who's going through something similar. Their cancer is pretty rare, but cancer in general is not that rare anymore. Unfortunately, according to the CDC, one in three women are diagnosed with cancer within their lifetime. And for men, it's one in two. Why do we have this surge in cancer rates? Well, it's because of poor metabolic health. And we're going to talk about that. So you're going to love this conversation. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to be inspired. And I want you to go check out their websites, their social media. We'll put all of that down below. Before I bring them on for a very inspirational conversation, I want to take a minute here to get to the Apple podcast rating and review of the day. This five-star review comes from Ellis0987, titled Informative, Encouraging, Exciting. KetoCamp is an excellent podcast. The high-end information that is provided is easy to understand and helps to support one's choosing of the keto lifestyle. I'm encouraged each time I listen to it, and it motivates me to stay on track, which produces a level of excitement in my life. Not just in the nutritional sense, it actually reverberates into every aspect of my life. That is awesome, Ellis. I am so grateful you're listening. I'm so grateful it's not just the nutrition, but we talk about everything. This is a holistic health podcast, which encompasses spiritual health, physical health, mind-body connection. We talk about the gut. We talk about all things health. So I'm glad you're here and listening. Thank you for taking the time to leave the show a rating and review. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast, a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to today, please do so right now. It helps the show grow and reach more people and change more lives. Quick reminder, we have our upcoming seven-day keto challenge starting on May 9th, which is just a few days away, where we're going to dive deep for seven days into keto, intermittent fasting, inflammation, insulin resistance, thyroid health, carnivore, keto flexing, and so much more. This challenge is going to change your life. It's for somebody who's new or somebody who's been doing keto for several years and wants to take their results to another 
level. Our confirmed speakers include Dr. Ken Berry, Dr. Benjamin Bickman, Dr. Mindy Pels, Dr. Daniel Pampa, myself, and Alina Nazari, who is the COO of the Keto Camp Academy. For seven days, we go live. I give you action steps, and we're giving away over $8,000 in free prizes. This challenge is 100% free. If you head to ketocampchallenge.com or click the link down below, learn about it, get registered, and let's have a fun seven-day experience that's going to be life-changing, ketocampchallenge.com. Before I bring on Callie and Owen, here's a short message from today's sponsor. Did you know there's actually beverages that can supercharge your fasting results? My favorite, which is a keto powerhouse, is apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of research showing apple cider vinegar has been beneficial for boosting your metabolism, suppressing appetite, reducing fat storage. That's because apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is a short-chain fatty acid that's been shown to promote weight loss in those ways. Also, apple cider vinegar is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugars. A study showed apple cider vinegar improved insulin sensitivity after high-carb meals up to 34%. We also know that apple cider vinegar stimulates digestion, acts as a biostimulant to help break down the fat you're eating on keto. Another research study showed apple cider vinegar protects against mineral depletion. If you're like me, you probably don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting. That's why my go-to is Paleo Valley's Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is an organic blend of apple cider vinegar and four more gut and health supportive superfoods. I take this before my meals. I take it before coffee. And this enhances my fast and my blood sugar regulation. You'll find it contains organic apple cider vinegar, organic turmeric, organic ginger, organic Ceylon cinnamon, and organic lemon. Since you are a listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive discount code for you to get the apple cider vinegar complex capsules and all of the products over at Paleo Valley. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. By the way, they got delicious beef sticks and an awesome organ meat complex. Go check them out. Paleovalley.com. That is KetoCamp15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. Okay, let's have a great conversation with Callie and Owen. Callie and Owen, welcome to the KetoCamp podcast, you two. So excited to be here. I'm so pumped to be here too with you, Ben, but also with Callie. I'm from Callie. We have the same cancer. It's crazy. So I'm, I'm excited to be here today. You're going back to Callie. <laughs> yeah, you're you're both in different locations, which is awesome that we could do this interview. And I'm really looking forward to this. I was just telling you before I hit record, the goal of this conversation is for you both to share your incredibly inspiring pain to purpose to promise stories with the goal of those listening or watching to hear the story and maybe it resonates with you listening and watching. Maybe you're going through something similar. Maybe you know somebody who's going through something similar, or maybe in the future, you might go through something similar. And just hearing the way you two have gone through your journey through diagnosis, a rare cancer, which we'll get into, and some of the advice you've gotten from the conventional sense, the holistic sense, alternative care, and how you've been able to synthesize and 
heal your body, which is what you're both are doing every single day. Your body is in remission. It's healing. So I, that's the goal of the conversation. And we'll start with your, your journey, Callie. Uh, Callie is a student in my Keto Camp Academy. You enrolled a few months ago. It's been so cool getting to know you and uh, seeing you in our program during our one-on-ones. And it was just a, an amazing, I don't like to use the word coincidence, but it just happened that you have the same cancer that my friend Owen has, and you both have a very similar journey, which is why we're on this podcast here. So Callie, Let's get into your story. Share with the Keto Campers how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, thank you so much, Ben. I just want to start by saying I would not be where I'm at today without you or Owen. Funny story. Well, Owen and I have the same cancer, which is 1% of the population, if that. And, you know, I found him through the hashtag Thymoma. When I first got diagnosed, I wanted to see who out there was like me and dealing with this type of cancer. So when Owen had just found out that he had a recurrence and was starting his path through metabolic therapies and, you know, I was digesting all of this information that he was sharing and I decided to do my own research and really take control of my health and be my own advocate, even though I had a lot of fear. So I found out that I had stage four cancer two months after having a baby. So that was really hard. Um, And this is actually my first podcast and first time sharing my story to the world. You know, I have a Facebook and Instagram and none of those people know the latest of my recurrence and my stage four prognosis. Only my inner circles know this. So Uh, This is a big deal to me to share this with you guys, as well as uh, Ben, your viewers. And I hope that I can provide as much takeaway and value to this conversation as I can um, while just starting to talk about it myself. So, you know, my journey started when it was the height of COVID and I had a chest pain and difficulty breathing. It's like, oh, I have COVID, you know, and progressively got worse, went to the emergency room. Long story short, they found a tumor the size of an orange in my chest. And they had seen that it had essentially ruptured. And that's what caused the pain. So on a Friday, I was admitted to the hospital. And uh, luckily, my husband was able to to drive me down to a separate hospital that a thoracic surgeon was able uh, to perform the surgery. So he had to drop me off at the hospital doors and not know when we were going to see each other next or if we were going to see each other next. You know, and that was actually right at the time too, where we didn't even know if I could have personal belongings in the hospital. So I spent six days in the hospital and had the surgery, came back clear margins, thankfully, but we didn't know it was cancer at this time. We were just like, okay, we had, I had a tumor and given I was young, healthy, everything, they thought it was benign. So weeks later, the pathology came back and it was cancer. And at that point, it was stage two because it had essentially ruptured and they were concerned about the spillage of cells in my chest cavity metastasizing. So through the summer, I had thought I needed to do chemo and they recommended I had not had any children at this time. So I started IVF 
and freezing embryos so that I could ensure to have a baby after I were to do chemo. Started getting second opinions. And through the board, because of how rare thymoma is, people were, or doctors were saying, you know, I could see you just doing a, a monitoring, observing and watching this because I had a successful surgery. So at that time, if a, a scan wouldn't show the cancer. So it was like, why do chemo when there's no measurement of success? And why throw the, the atomic bomb at the body when you can't even see it, you know? So long story short, we um, decided to proceed with uh, the observe and watch plan. And I was able to get refunded our $12,000 of IVF uh, process. So I was only four days into my shots. So that was good. And then I just started living my life back to normal. You know, I always thought I was healthy, but it was one of those healthies that I was drinking silk almond milk and starting my day with a sugary oatmeal. And, you know, I was hungry right when I got up and I would eat and I would, I was in a constant fed state, but I you know, quit my career, um, actually, right before COVID and wanted to transition into real estate. So I was on a journey to focus on a new career as well as my health. And I was in a really good place. So I ended up getting pregnant shortly after all of this, which is unbelievable, given the fact that, you know, my body was in a lot of stress but I practiced a lot of gratitude and meditation during that time and was able to get pregnant. So 10 months go by and I wasn't able to get a scan. And again, looking back, like pregnancy, you're in a constant bed state. You know, your mTOR is probably through the roof as, um, and just hormones and everything. So I had my son Maverick, June 20th of 2021, and full-term pregnancy. At first, they thought it was possibly going to be high risk, but he is healthy and it went, it was a really good pregnancy. And I am so glad that that happened uh, before the stage four diagnosis. So two months after I had, I gave birth, I was, you know, I had to do the dreaded scan and I was breastfeeding, everything was going really good. He was a good baby and found out that it had metastasized where they had thought in the chest cavity. And so they had found a mass and a nodule. And so the immediate course of action with thymoma is to go right into surgery if you can you can do it. So um, luckily I was in a position where they wanted to do surgery. I still reached out to my doctors that did the second opinions last time. And they all agreed, uh, let's do surgery, see how that goes and go from there. So I had surgery on September 27th of 2021. And it was aggressive. Um, they treated me as if I was a mesothemioma uh, patient. So I had my diaphragm removed and replaced with mesh. They stripped my pleural lining took a little bit of my right lung. And then during surgery, I had a nodule that was attached to my vena cava. 
and it tore my vena cava. And I lost a liter of blood during surgery. So that surgery ended up being a few hours longer. And obviously I was not awake, but my family was scared for my life. My mom was in the waiting room at the time. Again, it was COVID. So only one person could be there. And so I just remember waking up in the room with a medic and kind of feeling like that it was late and I was the last person out of surgery. And, you know, the surgeon came up to me and was like, we were worried about you. And for the surgeon to say that, I was like, what, what happened? I don't know. I'm here, aren't I? So that was really scary. And now I have an additional incision that is pretty much down the middle of my stomach. Um, and it was a stapled emergency incision. Yeah. So I spent 10 days in the hospital and I gained 24 pounds of fluid in the hospital from the blood transfusion. Gosh. Yeah. So when I was discharged, I was still inflamed. I had three chest tubes in still. They had been monitoring my vena cava and liver daily. And luckily everything was recovering well and progressing where they wanted it to be. But I had to go home with the lovely chest tubes. So about a week after I was discharged, I was able to get those out. And that was a creepy feeling. What are they? So during that time when they discharged you, right, you had the chest tubes in, but what are they saying in terms of like your survival percentage? Like what's the, like, are you asking them like, okay, what happens next? What do you think I'll, I'll recover a hundred percent? Like, what are they telling you in terms of those questions you might've been asking at that time? Yeah. They said that, cause I had asked them, uh, I didn't know that it was possible that you could just remove my diaphragm. Does this like reduce my life expectancy here? And he Good question. And, and she said no. No. I take um, diaphragms all the time. I got two <laughs> so, diaphragms yesterday. I get you a diaphragm. <laughs> like with certainty. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. And honestly, at that time, I was I trusted the surgeon and she really did treat me like I was her daughter. And that's what I really wanted out of a surgeon too, is to have that trust. And so there was actually multiple. So it was the, um, what's the student called again? Um, that usually protege, like a med student or yeah, it was a team of surgeons that would come see me daily. And they were in the, um, surgery at, at the operating table with the the main surgeon. So yeah, essentially they were really happy with how everything turned out and that I was going to be okay. I mean, they truly made me feel safe with them and when I needed it most, you know, I don't think that they wanted to tell me anything scary. And at that time, I didn't know I was stage four. So I, once I started learning more and more about the metabolic approach to healing cancer and being my own advocate is when I actually challenged the doctor with some questions, my oncologist, and asked him what stage I was in, because at that time I started to to gather where I was at. 
That okay, I'm gonna stop it there because now we're gonna transition to that metabolic approach and then how you started to think differently. But oh my gosh, I wanna first acknowledge like what you've been through. Uh, uh, talk about pain to purpose to promise. I mean, you are a fighter, um, and, and your body is incredible. I mean, you talk about the body's ability to heal itself, going through all that, and you sitting here with us today and like smiling and knowing that you're gonna be okay, that you are okay. It's just amazing. Uh, and you just shared it so authentically. And I appreciate you sharing that for the first time, as you said, to the public, Kelly. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. And we'll get more into some of the things you started to do afterwards. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day my dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is Ben. B-E-N and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I know, Owen, you have a um, similar story, but very different as well. So, Owen, let's get into your story, and then we'll both meet where you started to change the conventional thought process to the alternative thought process. Yeah. So many amazing similarities between the philosophy of, like, corporate doctors. You know, because Callie was in hospitals miles and miles and miles from me, and yet the protocol was very much the same. I got cancer years ago, like five, six years ago, size of a grapefruit tumor in my chest. And I did everything the medical way. I did surgery. They opened up my chest. I had tubes, same thing. Then I did chemotherapy because they told me, you're strong and healthy. And you, we have to think about this, guys. They just pulled a 12 centimeter tumor from my chest. And then the next day came in and said, you're strong and healthy. So we're going to pound you with chemo. Think about that. No strong and healthy person has cancer. Okay. And they said the same thing to Callie. They're like, well, you're strong. You're healthy. You, you know what I mean? Sort of rip your diaphragm out. Unbelievable. You, you know, and not, never at any time did I Google or research anything that they told me to do. So I did like these massive chemotherapies. I was in chemotherapy for a week straight, like Mondays were like a four hour day, Tuesdays were like two hours. And it was like, 
every three weeks. And so you're just getting beat up. And then after that, I did radiation. And then after that, they, they kind of told me like they celebrated the end of the protocol, but there was no, I got to ring the bell. And I'm so anti ring the bell because you should ring the bell when you shrink your tumors. I shrunk my tumors 30% by fasting and eating a plant-based keto diet. And nobody gave me a bell to ring. In fact, I was told that I was a kook and, and that I tried the keto diet once for losing weight. Like that's what my doctor said to me. And I'm like, what, what does that have to do with anything that we're talking about right now? Your diet plan. You know, she didn't see the bigger picture of that. I'm actually in a therapeutic process, changing my body chemistry to eat cancer while I'm awake and thriving. It's, it's fascinating stuff that they know very little about. So I did everything their way and I rang their bell. And at the end, I got my scans or whatever. There was never like, a, you're clean, you're clear, uh, no evidence of disease. It was just like, congratulations, you finished. And I went out in the parking lot and I did this like live stream. I, this is kind of like one of those big moments for me in my career where a lot of people started noticing me and the video work that we do. And they're like, I remember you in the parking lot saying how you would got, you, I thought I was cured. I, cause they, they used all this like language is like we've reached the end, but it was the end of the protocol, not the end of cancer. So I went right back to my lifestyle of high stress, you know, really, really good looks. Um, I, that, this is probably not important here today, but just I throw it out there, but like high pressure lifestyle. I'm a high performer. I'm a type A guy dealing with my stress through alcohol. I would never call myself an alcoholic, but I certainly found myself at the bar three, four times a week. Running, going to the gym in the morning and doing like a, a, a protein, like a sugar-based protein drink with a slice of white toast. Going to the gym where I immediately get into the stress of the day uh, via various podcasts and whatnot, like no, no self-development, no personal development in the morning, no meditation. Going into this high-stress lifestyle, four kids, a business, all these things. Four years later, I, I fall apart hiking with my family. Like body is like Parkinson's, body is shaking. This is like present date now. Like this was like two years ago. And we had no idea what was going on. But we did know that ever since I did all that stuff to my body, I've been having various health issues. I had like multiple angioplasties, like chemotherapy and radiation destroyed my body. My SVC doesn't even exist anymore. They fried it to oblivion. And the human body is so amazing that the human body I, when I got diagnosed, I got diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer, myasthenia gravis, and a superior vena cava syndrome, okay? And what those things are don't matter, but I, I wrote them down on my bathroom mirror. Guys, if you have a goal to accomplish in your life, get a, a dry erase, black marker, put it in your bathroom, and write your goals out. I wrote all those three things down, and I'm like, God is going to cure me of all of these things. And we just started crossing them off the list. My SVC syndrome went away shortly after beginning a plant-based diet. And it's amazing. The veins just reconnected. Incredible stuff. But I'm, I'm, I fell apart camping. We figured like, man, I just have not been healthy. I haven't been right since five years ago. And that's when they, they brought me into the rooms during COVID. I was alone. My wife's in the parking lot. And <laughs> he comes out to me and he's like, well, you, you fell because of your cancer. And I'm like, no, 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 I beat cancer. And he puts the x-ray up and he says, identifies nine tumor sites. He says, I'm, I'm so sorry. He's like, you have stage four cancer. 
we, you know, it's just the ER at that point, fast forward a couple, you know, you go through like, got to get this test and got to get that test. And, oh, your insurance will cover that. Let's do that. You know, like there's this whole like rigmarole you go through. By the time we landed, and, and this was the blessing, Callie, this is like the blessing for me versus you. Like they gave you hope. And through that hope, they like just destroyed you with medicine, right? That's what they, they try to do. They told me there was no hope. And so that gave me like this immediate, like, well, then why do I need your medicine? You know? So every single scan got worse and the doctors were wrong every step of the way. And I think they were wrong because they were trying to be uplifting. I really do. I really feel like it wasn't like an intentional deceit. It was like a, let's be positive, right? So it was like, we're going to do this next test because there's a reason to believe there's a big ass tumor near your heart, but there's probably not a big ass tumor near your heart. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, ah, it never happens. We get the scan. They're like, well, there's a huge tumor near your heart. That moved me into inoperable, right? And then we get into, you know, like every test got worse and worse and worse until that one day where they pulled me in, all of the, you know, they bring all the doctors in, you know, they're not like clever about it at all. Like they start, they brought a violinist to actually play like sad music. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they might as well, like they make it so sad, you know? And one of my visions, guys, my visions is that someday soon we say, it's just cancer, right? But that's not what they did. It was this whole big thing. And it was like, you have stage four, it's inoperable. You have two to five years to live. It's not likely you'll make it five. And it was like every piece of fact that they could throw at me. And um, that was like, that was the diagnosis that we got to. Now, what was your first thought? What was your first thought when they said that two to five years? Um, to say that a thought occurred, I think would assume a lot about my awareness at that time. You know, I think I was immediately in shock. And I think my thought was, that's not accurate. I think that, that was my first thing is like, that's not true. You know, I, I'm Owen Hemsath, like God has ordained a path for me. You know, like I have four kids. That's not true. But, but part of that, Ben, is that like through the progno the diagnosis process, like this hit, it wasn't just one day of bad news. It was like this three week process of, of decreasing good news. Like there's no, it's just bad news. But by this time I was conditioned. I in no but I believed them. Like maybe my body was in denial, but I was struggling with this. I'm going to die. I'm not special. God has no plan for me. And all the hard work I've ever done has culminated into an early death. And that's really where my thoughts remained for like the next three weeks. And then what happened after three weeks? Man, I'll tell you, my grandmother was able to reverse a terminal lupus diagnosis like 30 years ago. My Velma is an amazing woman and she's very eccentric. And so this natural healing element has always been in my household since I got married. There's always been a plant-based diet, a Gerson therapy conversation. We saw forks over knives. We just weren't living it. You know, like so when the medical system had like finalized my life, 
I had to get square with what I actually believe. And, and I believe that no doctor can limit my days. No man on this earth or woman can tell me how long I'm going to live. So I believe that. So if I believe I'm going to live, if I believe that these doctors can't be accurate, then I have to like search for a solution. Maybe this natural thing is a solution because Velma, it was really like Velma, my mother-in-law, she beat, the doctors told her she was going to die. And until that moment, that was just a story sort of in my home. And don't get me wrong, Velma is a juicer. Like she comes over, she puts like, she's the one that introduces to the EMF conversation. If it wasn't for my mother-in-law, I would have never had any credibility in metabolic or alternative therapies. And that's why every person listening to this right now needs to decide to be that person in your world. You're, you're going to be the one that, it, that plants the seeds of metabolic health. You're going to be the one that talks about fasting here and there and almost to a point where it's annoying so that when a person you love is diagnosed, they go to you, right? And so that's kind of what happened. It was like, let's, let's look at alternative therapy. I went to Amazon. I didn't want to go to Google because I knew Google was going to like limit what I see. I wanted to see what people were buying in cancer books and alternative cancer. I honestly, um, guys thought I was going to find a cookbook. But I found How to Starve Cancer by Jane McClellan. And that book from page one is like, go to my Facebook group to see survivors. And before I even read the book, I went to her Facebook group. And there's like people that survive pancreas, people surviving breast. And so that was the beginning of the metabolic journey. And it started because... I had a belief in it, but then I, I went to the resources that were available to me. Yeah, no, dude, incredible story, Owen. Um, I love the way both of you think. I always talk about the three percenters versus the 97 percenters. Most of the population, 97% of the population would go down that, alt, that conventional route, excuse me, and they wouldn't even think about fasting or keto or anything like that. I mean, they would think it's woo-woo, it's stupid, it's silly. Let's get... Let's... And we did. We were those people. We were. 100%. You were, exactly. And I've been there myself too. But then you have the 3%, right, who start to change the way they think. And it really boils down to your premise. Your premise was that you need chemo, surgery, something external to help heal your body, help fix this cancer. And then it shifted to a different premise, which is the body heals from within. Maybe cancer is the answer for me to wake up and change my ways. And it's a symptom to something lying underneath and the body could heal itself. So when a doctor says, hey, you know, you got two to five years, this is terminal. Like you said, Owen, and what you did, Callie, you look at them and say, ah, your ability to help me is actually terminal. Now you're on your way to a healing body. So I acknowledge you both for doing that and being three percenters. And you know, part that, that statistic method that the hospitals implement, I think is like that first thing that people need to be expectant for is like, you are gonna get stats that move you in the direction of their medicine, right? Like you talk about the goal, but you have to ask yourself, is my goal their medicine or is my goal the overcoming of this disease. You know, my doctors told me there's no chance. So I'm thinking to myself, then why would I follow you? I want to follow someone who believes I have a chance. Enter the metabolic community, enter the Keto Camp podcast, 
And now all of a sudden you're meeting people like Dr. Nasha, you're meeting people like Mindy Peltz. It's like such a win from following you, Ben. It's like learning about fasting. And then it's like all of a sudden, now you're in a community of survivors, not statistics. And that, that was a, that's just a healthier place to be. Absolutely. Amen to that. I, I want to know, Kelly, and then we'll same question to you after. Kelly, what, what were some of the things you learned? I know you started to study Dr. Thomas Seafried's work, the metabolic approach to cancer. So what are the things that some of the golden nuggets you've extracted and that you've learned about cancer? Yeah. So Owen brought up Dr. Nisha Winters. And what registers in my mind a lot is assess and address. So I've had chronic pain for a long time. And, you know, I thought I was healthy, but I, I had bladder pain. I, I had, I was diagnosed with interstitial cystitis at the age of 20. I always had heartburn and all these symptoms that I just thought were normal. And I would pile, mask them on with Tums and uh, low acid diets and things like that. But I'd still have my beverages and things that put me in pain, but Eh, it was fine. It was worth it. But until I fully understood, kind of like Owen, once I discovered how to starve cancer uh, with Jane McClelland, as well as the metabolic approach to cancer by Dr. Nasha Winters, I uh, began my experience with a functional medicine doctor. And so it was a month after surgery that I went for all these blood panels. And one of the markers that stood out to me was my inflammation was high, obviously, after surgery. So my sed rate, typically a normal sed rate is like 0 to 24. I was at a 35, and that was in October of this last year. Come February, when I redid my panels, I was at an inflammation of 4. And that was after incorporating keto and fasting. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what, what uh, did you test any other inflammatory markers like C-reactive protein or anything like that? Yep. Yep. Pretty much everything was out of balance when I, after surgery, but everything was in normal range. Wow. And how did you feel from, from that test? When was it? I think October, you did test the February of this year. How did you feel throughout that? So, uh, pretty sick. <laughs> I think because of the amount of drugs that I was also on when I was doing keto, I was really nauseous for a while. But when you stick to your why, you push through. I felt like crap. And there were so many times that my support system was like, Callie, just have the honey bunches of oats. Like, like, just do this. I don't want you to get thin like this. And I'm like, no, like, I'm okay, Finn. I, this is going to help me in the long run. And if you think that I'm thinner than I was before, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You, you know, I bought Radical Remission, the book, on audio. That's very important to me because I feel like you hand someone a physical book and it's like, you just, that's a huge ask. <laughs> but you get them the Audible book. And th this is huge because. I listened to Radical Remission and I knew I had to build a support center, but my family is deeply entrenched in the medical system. They're nurses and they're PAs and I trust them and I love them. But I gave everybody this book and I said, I really need you guys to be on my page and not on your page. And I said very specifically, sometimes that might mean just thumbs upping something. You know, we've decided on our course and I need nothing but support from you. 
I told my sister too, like, no more crying me. Like, I love you, you, you know, because I'm going to live. But I, I get it. They'll be the first to be, like try to sneak you a piece of pie. And they, there's this warm maternally love to it. But it's like, that kills me. Yeah. Like, this is your reward for doing so well in the week. Here, have your piece of pie. You deserve it now. And we had to like set those limits up. We had to say like, like, I need you guys to be like, oh, and you shouldn't eat that, you know? And I'm educating them along the way. My dad went vegan with me for 90 days. And that was our like scorched earth policy. We didn't know what to do at that time. So it was like, ah, oh, eat plants. Okay. So my dad helped out. And that's when we learned about keto. We actually was like, because I started asking like, what does plants do? Like, what does that do that's actually anti-cancer? And I was anti-plant-based for a long time. You know, I was very much into plant-based keto or excuse me, animal-based keto. And I think that that's right for certain biologies through cancer. I think it's the, the natural state of the healthy human body. But when you have cancer, different cancers react to protein differently, they react to animal proteins differently. We had to dial that in. But it's all part of that learning process and making sure that your network is like in sync with you, you know? And so for me, actually, with uh, all of my tests that I did, I did food sensitivities. And I had a lot of constant inflammation in the bladder with my interstitial cystitis. And one of the, the higher uh, inflammation markers for me is fermented foods. So vegan would be very, very tough for me. My body actually has a lower inflammation response to grass-fed beef or... Um, certain, you know, I eat very clean meats and not a ton. I am on a modified low protein, high fat keto diet because I understand the mTOR and controlling the amount of protein that I do get. But my body reacts actually better to animal protein versus tofu and soy. That's fascinating. You know, we, we also have a, a common acquaintance, the woman who beat our cancer as well with a vegan keto diet, a lot of fasting as well. And it's just so fascinating how different diets and different biologies, you, you know, react differently because that food sensitivity can create inflammation, which can then lead to cancer spread. And so it's, you, you know, when we talk to people about cancer, because you and I both like, we want to help people with cancer to, to go like, I could beat this, you know? But it's not, I wish it was like, just do what I did. I, that's what I tell people. I tell people, just do what I did and then mark it along the way. How does your belly react? What does your doctor say? You know, those types of things. So I just find that your, your healing journey is so fascinating because it's like similar but different. Yeah. You know what you both have in common and most people who overcome cancer? Fasting. Fasting is the tool that could be implemented to vegan, paleo, carnivore, keto, because it helps you balance out. For those who don't understand, you have two pathways in the body. You have mTOR, metabolic target of rapamycin, anabolic growth. So I always talk about like Arnold Schwarzenegger, mTOR, bodybuilders. In spurts, awesome for the body. Cancer, maybe you want a little bit less. Probably you want a little bit less. Fasting activates autophagy. Now, autophagy is catabolic, and you might think that's a bad thing, but it's actually... The innate intelligence is so sophisticated that when there's no food energy, innate intelligence says, okay, we need to get energy. So then it starts to break down inflamed cells, cells that are not functioning well, and it starts to clean it out or get rid of those cells. So it's catabolic in a good way because it gets rid of the junk. What you two both are referring to is having a healthy balance according to your unique biological needs of mTOR and autophagy. 
And how do you figure that out? Well, you just find the plan, like you said, Owen, and then you start tweaking. Look at your inflammatory markers. How do you feel? Oh, inflammation's going up. Okay, let's try changing things in this direction. Inflammation's going down. Okay, this is a good path. Is that what you were referring to, Owen? Yeah, and those things take time, you know, like there's these three months in between scans and and doing a CT scan or a, a CT scan every three months for a year puts a lot of radioactivity in your body and it decreases your chance of survival 20 plus years. In fact, getting two and a half CT scans per year dramatically increases your chance of secondary cancers, you, you know, two decades later. I brought this up to my doctor because I'm like, I want to do fewer tests or I want to do MRIs. And she said, you're not going to live 20 years. That's what your doctor told you? That's her words. And you, you, people hear that and they go, that's not really what she said, you know? And I remember, because I'm like, I'm on YouTube, like this is what my job is. And so I remember like marking my, my facial expressions. Like, don't let her see how furious you are that she just said that. Here's my point is, is that you kind of like test plant-based keto you test fasting, and then you go get a scan to see what it did, right? But you have to be really strategic about that because you're also increasing these secondary risks. So for example, what we did is we self-paid for an MRI over at Reyes Technologies, and these companies are popping up all over their place. They're single pay, you don't need insurance, and they do no radiation like they can do your whole body. They can do parts of your body. It's a wonderful service whose time has come. It costs us like 500 bucks to get an MRI, no radiation, and we get a baseline. So I did, I did a baseline scan, cost me 500 bucks. And then I went to a fasting clinic for a week. And in addition to the autophagy, the deep autophagy where your body, and this is Callie, what you were talking about. You have to know why you're doing these things right? I know because I've educated myself for hours that my body will start to eat my own cancer cells at around the three to four day mark. Now, I also know that people have fasted for upwards of 300 days and they've been fine. People fast medically for 40 days all the time. It's like a regular thing that's happened. There's been no reported death or injury anywhere in the country at, at medically supervised fasting clinics. And I knew that I was also 9% body fat at the time. So I couldn't do a 40-day fast. The doctor decided that seven days would be fine. Seven days, water only, with like a three and a half day refeed on fruits, vegetables, and juices, these things. Then I came home and did another radiation-free scan. My tumors shrunk 30%. My gosh, that's amazing. And, and it cost me a thousand bucks to figure that out with no radiation. So like... These are the things cancer patients need to be aware of what works and how to measure what works. Because my goal was to find out what works fast so I could get out of the medical system of their CT scans. And because my doctor said, we won't give you CT scans unless you show up for appointments, not chemo, but like regular consulting. And it's like, I don't need your advice anymore. But my wife's like, but right. you need the CT scans. So we found another way. So, so question. What's the name of the company? Reyes, you said? Reyes Technologies, and they're nationwide. We'll find that. Rachel, a podcast, Rachel, we'll find that. We'll put our notes together. So you said 30%. How long in between the scans, between where you saw that? It was seven days. Oh, so you did a scan day one and then day seven. 
In yeah. seven it, days, you saw thirty percent decrease. Fourteen days. You know, okay, like, seven to fourteen days. But but it was yeah. And then when you when you went to the clinic, because I remember we were we were mess you were messaging me. Yeah. I was seeing your post. Were you looking at your glucose and ketones throughout that? Yes, one hundred percent. I tracked them. They're on my Instagram channel uh, at B Cancer with Owen. It's like my ketones were through the roof. Like, and glucose is so important. Do you remember what the highest ketone, lowest glucose marker was during this? Yeah, probably like seven and my my glucose pretty much levels out at fifty five. So seven point oh fifty five. So and I was fat adapted when I got there. Like I didn't jump into a seven day fast. You know what I mean? Like for I'm fasting right now. Like I I pretty much started intermittent fasting. And Callie, I'd be. Are you intermittent fasting, Callie? Yep. How how, how many hours are you doing? Yeah, I do sixteen eight. Awesome. Typically, and then I do a twenty four hour weekly. So, so I do the same thing almost. Only my body was really like go twenty hours, and I got to tell you, mental sharpness and just like. <laughs> That extra two hours for me, sometimes it's a challenge, sometimes it's not. That extra two hours put me into this like limitless level for me personally, you know, and that's even intermittent fasting is specific to like, you have to know, people say, listen to your body, but you also have to know what your body is really telling you. If you're anything like me, you spend a lot of money on supplements each month. Have you ever thought these supplements are actually working for you? Are they attaching to your receptor sites and helping your cells do a specific job? What if you're not getting enough minerals? Or what if you have too much of something creating an imbalance in other minerals? Knowing this will not only save you money, but it'll also improve your health so you could balance out the vitamins and minerals that you really need. With that being said, how the heck do you know if you have a mineral imbalance? What I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that at the comfort of your home. In this case, I'm talking about my friends over at Upgraded Formulas and their upgraded hair test kit and consultation. When you discover the truth here and what's going on with your body, you can vanquish any of those hidden deficiencies that are affecting your metabolism, thyroid, adrenals, mental performance, endurance, strength, and sleep, just to name a few. I've had Barton Scott on the show before and he gave a masterclass on minerals. How this works is simple. You are sent a test kit and you use some of your hair. You just cut off a short piece of your hair. It could be on your head or pubic hair. You send it back to them and they have your results. They also offer a consultation to go over your results with you. It's simple, it's effective, and it's one of the best tests to know if what you're doing is working for you or not. If you'd like to get your hands on their deficiency test and consultation, head to upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 to receive 15% off your entire order. That is upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below. The markers that you got, right? So 7.0 or so ketones, 55 glucose. When you look at the research from Dr. Thomas Seafried, who wrote who wrote the book A Metabolic Approach to Can No, Cancer as a Metabolic Disease. I always get that mixed up with Nations. Cancer as a Metabolic Disease uh, from Boston College. He's an oncologist, world renowned. He's seen in his patients when they achieve this maximum autophagy ratio the tumors shrink before his eyes. And then he would give the, the patient glucose and then it would stop sometimes even grow back, right? So the maximum autophagy ratio 
is to get your blood glucose during a longer fast because it's going to be impossible to hit that unless you're doing three or more days, but you get your blood glucose, you divide that by 18, and then you compare that to your blood ketones. Now, Keto Mojo gives you the GKI on that. I just do it the old school way because I'm used to it, so I'm gonna do it that way with your fast, and you are well beyond that because 55, let's see, divided by 18, 3.0. So if your ketones were 3.0 or higher, you're already in max esophagy. You were at 7.0, dude. Yes. And that's actually my goal with intermittent fasting as well is, is to be at an average of zero to three GKI yep. throughout the week. On the weekends, yep. I flex. And I, I feel pretty proud. I can, I am metabolically flexible and I have been for a while now. And it is exciting to be at this point. And I think I wanna just touch on the fact that this has been hard. It's not an easy path to navigate, like, okay, this is my plan. Uh, I'm gonna do this because this, like, this is a journey that you have to figure out and change all the time. And for anybody out there that is struggling to commit to this, you just really have to, to hold on to why you're doing it and remember how good you feel. Like it's a no brainer at this point for me. But a few months ago, when I told you that I felt like crap, when I was getting into ketosis and could have easily stopped, I knew that I wanted to be here for my son. And that is like, the fear has gone away from me because I feel good. Yes. Yes. I, you know, I tell people all the time, cause I, I was diagnosed 19 months ago. I've shrunk my tumors over the course of that year and change like well over 50%. I'm asymptomatic today. You know, I don't even see my oncologist regularly, but like the conversation about what beating cancer looks like, you could say, well, Owen still has tumors. He hasn't beat cancer. But I say to you, I have no fear of cancer right? Like my cancer could like rage back and I would know why. Because I don't believe cancer's a genetic disease that you get from your grandpa and there's nothing you can do about it. So just zap yourself with radiation. Like I don't believe that. I actually believe cancer is a metabolic disorder that comes from the foods and the toxins I'm ingesting and my ability to, to pump them out. So when I improve metabolic processes, my cancer improves. So if my cancer were to blow up, I'd know why. It's like I've been eating like crap, you know? You know what else is a testimony to that is I believe my cancer progressed during pregnancy. Yeah. I was in a constant fed state, like I said. I mean, everything about the what Thomas Seafried and Dr. Nisha Winter says about your metabolic health, no wonder my tumors grew back when I was pregnant. Well, when you think about the word stress, there's three different areas of stress. There's mental, emotional stress. There's chemical stress, which is the toxicity component. And then there's physical stress. All of those could fill up your stress bucket. And then like you said, Owen, there's an epigenetic effect that triggers a gene and it could be a cancer gene, a diabetic gene or whatever it is, but it was an environmental stimulus from a stressor. And when you are pregnant, um, you actually go through all three of those stressors. So emotional, physical, and there's a chemical also stressor. So yeah, that was part of it for sure. But I love what you both shared about 
how it's not an easy journey and it has not been for both of you, but, and when the why is strong, the how becomes easier, right? You have Maverick, Callie, you have your husband, you have your whole future ahead of you, you're, you're young, and then, oh, and you have your four kids, your wife, Teresa. It's like, you're keeping that at the forefront. So when things get challenging, you reframe, okay, this is why I'm doing it. Doing it for my family, I'm doing it for myself. My body could heal itself. That's my premise, and you know what? Both of you are going to go on to live a long, healthy life. You're gonna show those doctors, you're gonna inspire other people listening and watching that you could do the same thing. The body was built to heal. It is an amazing creation. And I, I love that you both share that so wonderfully today. So I thank you both for that. Any closing words, Owen, and then Callie for those watching and listening? Yeah, I would just say that like, I didn't start the journey this way. When I started the journey, I believed in Nabisco boxed crackers, I believed in like, uh, you know, uh, bread in the morning, you know what I mean? And it's because of people like Ben Azadi, it's because of people like Dr. Nasha and Dr. Thomas Seyfried, who is like just a clanging board, like he just really gets under people's skin. And as we see, cancer is already the number one killer in China. It's quickly going to become the number one killer in America. One out of two American males will get cancer. One out of three American women will get cancer. But then we don't even talk about like the cancers and the other diseases that will come from the chemotherapy that was given to the original cancers. Like we are in a health crisis and we are literally pulling people out of the matrix. And so I want to encourage people to just get louder about it. Like, you, you know, these families that argue over, over uh, you, you know, Trump and Biden and left and right, like, cool. But how about life or death? Let's talk about those things. Let's talk about what a keto diet really means at dinner. You know, like my brother came up to me uh, at a dinner, family dinner last week. And he said, hey, remember my friend who has lung cancer? I sent him all of your stuff. And he said he was going to look at it. And that's such a big win that like my loudness could reach through my friend and potentially save his friend's life. I believe if his friend does half the things I said to do that he'll, he'll be cancer just fine. And so now that person's telling a person. And all the while, the hospital's lying to us. All the while, it's gonna happen, guys. Like, I, I don't have these big visions of I'm gonna change the pharmaceutical companies. But I think about, you know, that, that story of the man who sees all the, the starfish on the beach, all these beach starfish, there's just millions of them. He starts walking the beach and he picks up a starfish and he throws it in the water. And then he picks up another starfish and throws it in the water. And some guy goes, hey, you can't save all the starfish. And he says, no, but I can save this one. And he throws it into the water. Like we need to be throwing starfish back on the water by having the ketosis and the cancer and the metabolic conversation more often. Well said, brother. Amen to that. And that's super cool about your brother sharing that, sharing your work. And uh, Owen, share your websites, beatcancerwithme.com. Share your YouTube. You've got an amazing YouTube channel, your IG, all that stuff. Yeah, so YouTube is the best place to find us at Beat Cancer with Owen. Our website is beatcancerwithme.com. Right now, we are documenting our entire journey. I literally put my CT scans up on camera and show you guys like, like the, the difference that came from the fasting, the befores and the afters. I'm also sharing some of my like recipes that, you know, Knowing what to eat on a plant-based keto diet can be very challenging. And so we've, I think, done, done really well with that and, and sharing some of those recipes. And my wife is sharing some of like, what's it like to be married to someone who is fighting cancer constantly, you know, and just sharing some of the caregiver side. Like Callie, like, I can only imagine what your husband must be going through. But we cover all that stuff. And, and whether you have cancer now, look, 
anybody listening to this cancer is going to affect your life in some way, shape or form. So like get to know my channel now so that when that diagnosis comes, God forbid, you're ready for it. Yeah. And I would add to, to that, you know, somebody watching or listening, there's a high percentage that, you know, somebody right now who actively has cancer. So I would encourage you to, first of all, share this episode with them. And then I'm going to drop all of Owen's links down below. Callie's going to share her soon. I'm going to drop all that down below. So you could just copy and paste it. Say, Hey, this is a fascinating conversation. I think you get a lot of value from it. Copy and paste all the links for somebody you know. Kelly, what about you? I know you're uh, starting to really, this is something that's weighing on your heart to get the message out there. And I acknowledge you for doing it for the first time here. So share a little bit more about your final words. And then what do you want to, where do you want to send the keto campers? Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I just need to acknowledge you too. And the amount of healing I've had because of you, Ben, and your online program has really helped shape my keto knowledge, uh, you know, started with nothing. And now I feel really educated. And I really enjoy listening to you. I feel like I know you even more than than we've we've talked. So I feel blessed to be here, and that I was invited with you and Owen. And Owen, you're just such a light in my life. I love watching you on Instagram. And speaking of Insta Instagram, I did make a page, um, Heal with Cancer. And I just want to start sharing more about what I do day to day and reaching those people that you know, are starting this journey, feeling overwhelmed. I have a raw side to me still. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. It's still a hard journey for me. And I'm going to Mexico this next weekend with a group that is going to maybe be having a few beverages. And I um, will feel good in ketosis without those. <laughs> so I would have never thought that I would be at this point by saying that, um, you know, 32 years old, having stage four cancer, but knowing that I've put the fear aside and focused on my health and I feel good and the best that I've ever felt in my entire life. And I know what my body needs. And I just want everybody to assess their body. There's a lot of fear with going to the doctor start with a functional medicine doctor, get your, your blood panels, get a urine test, get the stool sample, get all the things like learn about your body. Because, you know, I found out at a stage that was quote unquote too late. And I want to make sure people go and figure it out before Owen and I did. Beautiful, Kelly. So at heal with cancer is your Instagram anywhere else you want to send them website or anything like that? Or that's the main place website will be launching too. I will be having recipes and further documentation of my story and uh, things that I feel that will um, connect me to everybody and build a community. You know, I'm not an expert. I'm not here to cure your cancer or tell you that my path is right for you. But you know, I feel like it's an opportunity to have connection because I felt that through the platforms that I've found you guys. I love that you both have put yourself in a position. Now, Callie, more recent for you, Owen's been doing it. Put yourself in a position to share authentically 
with the world what's going on. You know, you don't, you both don't have to do that. It could be a private thing you go through and that'll be totally fine. But I love that you're being both being unselfish and I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to share my journey even on today's podcast because the starfish, right? There's one, two, a thousand, a million people that it'll reach. And although it can't save 7.8 billion people, it'll save and help a lot of people out there because the conversation, the takeaways are this as we close the conversation and land the plane. Number one, doctors are not bad people. The system is what's bad and broken. They don't want to hurt us. They they just have the wrong training and they have the, a different premise. Their premise is that you need something external to heal the body. Our premise is actually the body heals inside out. Number That's number one. Number two, symptoms are a gift, right? If you're dealing with symptoms right now, fatigue, acid reflux, diarrhea, constipation, insulin resistance. I mean, I could go on and on. Those are gifts to you. Your body, your innate intelligence is telling you, hey, something is wrong. Let's let's make some changes. But if you ignore those symptoms and it ends up being a, a diagnosis, potentially cancer on average takes about 10 to 15 years to grow before there's a diagnosis made. But let's say it's year six and you start to notice these symptoms, you can make a change and then shift things in the right direction. So those are my biggest two biggest takeaways. I want to acknowledge both of you for sharing so authentically. Callie and Owen, it's a pleasure to know both of you. I'm grateful to have this conversation. I think it's going to inspire so many of those who watched it and listened to it. Keep on healing. Keep posting on your Instagram and your YouTube. We'll put all that down below. And thank you both so much for coming on the show and sharing from your hearts today. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I hope that conversation was valuable to you. Please share it with somebody you know who might be going through a very similar story with a cancer diagnosis, somebody who's struggling with their health. Maybe that's you. And I really hope this resonates with you. Please go check out Callie and Owen. We put their information down below. Callie's website is healwithcancer.com. Her Instagram is at healwithcancer. And if you want to check out Owen, we put his YouTube channel down below. He has a Facebook group. He has a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash beat cancer with me. And he has a YouTube channel, Twitter. Go check him out down below. I'm going to put his links down below. Callie's links down below. Their websites for social media and the books mentioned, How to Starve Cancer. Dr. Nasha's book, Dr. Nasha's website, The Metabolic Approach to Cancer, which is her book, Radical Remission. And everything mentioned can be found down below along with detailed notes. So go check that out. We put that there for you. Please consider leaving the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and review if you haven't done so already. And go get signed up for my upcoming seven-day keto challenge. It's going to be seven days of epic information and thousands of dollars worth in free giveaways. Head to ketocampchallenge.com to learn about it and register your free spot. I hope this conversation was helpful. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. 
This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.